Hey everybody, it's Jim Mallard here. Welcome to the Mallard Report. The Mallard Report is recorded in front of a live virtual audience on the Duck Pond. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, live. Mallard.com, M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com. One more thing before we start. Let me turn it over to my friend that you may know from Ancient Aliens and the Curse of Oak Island and many other things, Robert Clotworthy. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the hosts and guests and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the hosts and guests and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcast, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. I want to welcome everybody in this evening. Happy 4th of July. If you feel it's a happy holiday for our friends across the pond, it might be a um, little bit bittersweet of a day. I don't know. We'll let them tell me sometime. Well, they've been wishing me a happy Trader's Day all All day. (laughs) And for the rest of the world, happy 4th of July. But it's just the July 4th, not anything special to you, but nevertheless... I'm assuming we'll be hearing booms anytime now because, well, it's getting dark here on the East Coast. But, you know, we'll pretend like we're on the streets of Chicago. And, oh, oh, God, that's bad. That's not the way we wanted to start this show, especially if especially if Reverend Martin Oakley on. He's a good fellow. He's got his own name there, Reverend Ruin. So I, I think we might be on the right page with what I just said. But We Martin, are. I, I don't uh, – I'm open about my real name, and I just – this is how I've always been on stream is reverend. So, so, okay. So before we dive into the weeds, cause we were kind of almost there before the show started, we, we took a big, put a pin in that so we could get through this. So why don't you go ahead and give my listeners a little bit of background about you so we can get neck deep. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, reverend ruin, uh, Martin Oakley. Uh, I, was a pastor with uh, the Assemblies of Jesus Christ, which is oneness Pentecostalism. Um, left that. Uh, then started really just searching for truth and everything. And kind of overcorrected, ended up going way towards atheism. Now I'm kind of middle of the road. I'm a universalist. I believe that, you know, uh, and a pantheist, because some people get universalism and pantheism screwed up. Pantheism is the belief that the entire universe is God and all the gods and such are like avatars of the universe or co-divine. Um, universalism believes in ultimate atonement for everybody. So, you know, that's just in a nutshell. Uh, spent my, you know, 40 years in the wilderness crammed into about 10 and recently came out of it. Uh, to get back into things. We'll slowly unpack some of this, but I guess we've got to start with when was that moment that you realized that you needed to um, go on that walk out into the wilderness? When what I was reading wasn't, because you got to understand that um, when you're in the ministry, you're confronted with questions all the time. And sometimes you don't have the answers. And, you know, the, the cliched response is, you know, I don't have the answers, but I know who does. 
or, you know, the Bible said it, that settles it, that kind of stuff. And I wasn't, I myself wasn't satisfied with these cliched answers. Um, so I started digging and I started uh, reading, you know, I've read the Bible cover to cover several times in my lifetime now. Um, and I started to really go into the theologies and doctrines that are in there. And the more that I read, and then I started turning to the apologetics books, like the case for Christ and stuff like that. And the more that I read, the more questions I had, nothing was adding up, you know, from the apologetics books, I'm starting to go like, wait, this actually doesn't logically follow, you know, and then I started to really just start to search for original language, you know, doing word studies on how it appeared in the Bible and uh, just basically just ended up disproving the majority of my beliefs at the time. And it was just, uh, it was time for me to take the time to really start searching things out and you know i just i it was this gradual process over several years and then finally i realized hey you know um i'm in this what i call now the wilderness but not everybody would call it a wilderness experience i do because of you know there's a definite callback to the evangelical Christianity. As I say, I, I had a, I don't know, I just forgot his name. Um, the Naked Pastor on a couple weeks, so that's how we connected. And we talked a lot about deconstruction, which is six and one half dozen or the other, what we're talking about right here. That's exactly it, is that, you know, I didn't realize at the time that I was deconstructing my faith. And I'm going to paraphrase... Um, Oh, what's his name? Mark Twain. It's not the verses of the Bible I don't understand that trouble me. It's the verses I do understand. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And as you go through and start to really, you know, I, I mean, I, I had never been exposed to Dawkins and Hitchens and other, uh, you know, atheist writers or the other side until I had already started this deconstruction process and like i said i overcorrected and went completely into hitchens and i still love hitchens work i mean christopher hitchens was just hilarious he was great but you know then i started to see some issues with his arguments uh that he had more rhetoric and wasn't always getting facts right you know so it's just like you know you start kind of looking at stuff and just little bit by little bit, things start to change in your life. And it's pretty cool. So since I re referenced the Naked Pastor a few minutes ago, you're also an artist to a different degree, though. Oh, uh, yeah. He does, more, he does more spiritual Christian stuff, and you do more... Uh, what do Anything. I want to call? Yeah, I was going to say, what do I want to call that? Everything else, I guess. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. Um, I'm a classically trained illustrator. I'm a massive, massive comic book and action figure sci-fi fan. Um, as you can see, you know, my collection 
kind of in shadow behind me. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's uh, my original dream was to draw comic books. Now I'm just happy to be able to get a piece done that I can look at and feel proud of. Well, I've seen a bunch of your stuff floating around on your website. It's all pretty good. So, but your 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 expectations are pretty high for what you do, though. Oh yeah, and every artist, every writer, anybody who's creative is their own worst critic. You know, and it's just like, at least I'm not ashamed to show my work. You know, and I don't feel that anymore. I mean, there was a time that I did. I mean, there's probably I probably got five hundred pages of drawn out comic book stuff that will never see the light of day because it's bad <laughs> so when when you pass we're going to have a, the deep vault we're just going to sell all the stuff and you'll be a, a posthumous thousand air <laughs> that works out to about ten dollars instead of be pennies um <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll buy you a nice rose. For... <laughs> I don't know. By that, you know, at that uh-huh. point, I could, you know, maybe my uh, son can buy himself, you know, two two things of those microwave burritos. Oh yeah. Huh? Hopefully, it's still the dollar dollar and a quarter tree. Then you know, you could actually get somewhere. Oh, it's not <laughs> anymore already. I know. That's it's getting ridiculous, isn't it? Dollar Dollar Tree Plus. What? Okay, yeah. so you guys are now okay. You're both owned by Family Dollar. You're both basically Family Dollar now. Just change the sign. Get over with. <laughs> yeah, it's remarkable. It's it's the marketing of it all, and then you see the two of them side by side, and then the Dollar General right right around the corner. I'm like, what is this? Some sort of turf war? I don't know about. <laughs> They're both owned by the same over corporation. Get you coming and going. <laughs> They're both owned by the same people. Come on. <laughs> we're all we're all owned by the same people. Oh wait, that's a conspiracy, and that's a whole other. Oh, that's a whole other show. Uh, that could be a fun one. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Doing spiritual stuff this summer. Stay stay in the stay in the guidelines, son. Don't dabble out there in the wild conspiracy world. Oh wait, we can bring a lot of conspiracy into the spiritual. Trust me. Well, you know, <laughs> I've been, I've been looking and I've been told to stop looking, but you know that just encouraged. Well, it wasn't officially. It was one of my listeners told me to stop looking because I've been looking into Scientology. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to find somebody who was willing to talk about it, and you know. Unless you're huge, you're not gonna. I know, but I don't um, know there's somebody out there putting but, out the uh, universe. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> as my stream goes down, the lights go out in my house. No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The universe is like, no, Scientology. No, I'm trying <laughs> to stamp this out myself. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it'll be. You it? with lightning. <laughs> I hope your insurance has paid up. <laughs> years and years ago, on a different show that I did when I first got into this whole mess, um, my co-host called, oh, what was her name? The lady from Westboro Baptist. He found her cell phone number on the internet and just called oh, her. Boy. And she answered. And 
I'm just sitting there trying desperately not to laugh at some of the answers she was giving. And she stayed on the phone with him for like 10 minutes before she realized that she was being let on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just going, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't break that one. Don't ruin the moment, you know. Oh, my gosh. That. Oh, because oh, you know he he was ready to no. give his life to the Lord, and wanted to come to church. And asked if they did any creative marketing. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that's the best. It's just like you know. I oh. mean, the the thing that got me you gotta you gotta you gotta go back and look at the best things about the Westboro Baptist Church, and the best things about them is the fact that they got rickrolled by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> yes, One I of forgot. whom was wearing a banana hammock. <laughs> I forgot about that. Whatever happened to them? Does anybody know? Who, Foo Fighters? No. Westboro <laughs> Baptist people. I'm sure they're still out there. They went back under their stone for a while. Well, it's, you know, it's been quite the strange, wild world. I'm surprised they haven't popped back up somewhere. Yeah, maybe they do, and nobody's giving them oxygen anymore. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that just be the most creative thing in the world? Not to give the negative people the oxygen and the media attention. No, but you know, blood cells and all that. Yeah, gotta gotta hit the F and ratings, you know. That's why I thought about getting a voodoo doll and start stabbing it, and squirting blood everywhere. <laughs> you know. I didn't know much about you, but I like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, we've kind of dabbled around spiritual conspiracies, and I think the church conspiracy. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you because you you were in this boat, right? Mm-hmm. Why why is the church failing? The big C church, not your church, not any local church, but the big because they're not fulfilling the needs of the people because the they've gone so far into these different aspects of conservative evangelicalism that they are pushing more people away than they are welcoming they do not help the poor they do not they do not help the homeless much, you know, um, it's, it's a really sad state of affairs when people are leaving these churches in droves because they're not preaching the gospel, which is ultimately love. Okay. The gospel to me is not about sin and stuff like that because ultimate atonement. The Gospels are about love, and God is about love. There's a Greek word, agape, and it means unconditional. And Paul uses this, and Jesus used, was translated as using the agape, love, which is unconditional, which means don't care who you are, don't care what you look like, don't care if you're dressed in a Golden Girls t-shirt, I, I thought that's what that was, but I, I wasn't sure. So, you know, it don't matter. You, you're welcome at the table. 
you're welcome at the church. And that's what we need is these more universalist egalitarian, if I may use a five dollar really, Oh my gosh, that that's a five dollar word, all right. I tell you, egalitarian sounds horrible, doesn't it? No, it just means that you believe in equality for everyone. We can't have that. Sorry. Oh my gosh, that's why is that such just such a wild idea in the twenty first freaking century? Because the media wants us to be divided. Politicians want us to be divided. There, there go your institution. The tribalism, the yeah. tribalistic nature of humanity is being stoked up and has been since Trump started running for president. I'm sorry, I don't care who I offend with that. I don't give a shit. I think it even started before him, but that's, I mean, it definitely, he poured was, gas in the fire. We were starting to, but he's the one that really endorsed it and was like, hey, we can be out in the open about this. Yeah, well, even going back to Obama's birth certificate, right? I mean, that wasn't even, I mean, that was before. Oh, was yeah. Well, that was the QAnon stuff and everything. So, hey. you know, you got to remember that Q started during Obama's second term, I believe. Hey, I'm a fan of quack, okay? Not QAnon. Let's get, let's get our abbreviations right. <laughs> but, but the, 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 the country's always been polarized about, different issues well that's because our leaders and including especially those leaders that are in the church and in charge of our religious stuff is like oh we have to do this we have to do this this is not a good policy because it's not against god's word okay well uh seems your god used to endorse this Seems like most of y'all used to endorse this too. What's it I, say about that? Better a millstone be hung around their neck. Oop, wrong passage. This one's got an ass that talks. Mine does that after I have those microwave burritos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, then what kills me is, you know, which version of God's word are you referring to? <laughs> are we talking about the Tonic, the Torah, the Pentateuch, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Apocrypha, the Gnostic Gospels? Yeah, or the Bhagavad Gita. Or the King James, or the original Greek and Latin, or the New International, whatever. I can't even remember the last one I read. Revised, New revised. International Revised Standard American Standard Edition, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you pick up the Bible and the, the, the version name is eight words long, you go, wow, that must be good. They figured out a way to jam all that in the title. <laughs> and here, you know, I mean, I, I, when I was young... All they had was Holy Bible. Yeah. And that was it. You were lucky if you got footnotes. <laughs> now the commentary's thicker than the Bible. It's it is. That's the thing. Like it is just so 
And then you talk with a rabbi and you find out that what we've been taught is the Old Testament and Judaism actually isn't. <laughs> oh, no. What will we do if, it's it, like, if, if none of us is right? If none of us is right, maybe every maybe all the religions have a piece of the truth, but not the whole truth to themselves. So maybe you should study as many as you can to pick out those little tiny nuggets. Or maybe if we just treat each other well. Well, that's oh. just too easy. Oh, you mean egalitarian? No, I can't say that word, so I don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to try. Um, e? <laughs> no. Told you I'm not going to try. Okay, so here's the fun thing. Uh, you mentioned this. This is what I've been waiting to. And we've, we've kind of got to a point where we're, we're rolling here. But I, I've got to ask you because you mentioned it. You mentioned doing a local Christian music video show. Yes, I was a VJ. I, 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 I had a picture in my head when you said this, but I'm sure it's 100% accurate. But go ahead and fill me in. Um, me, at the age of 18, holding a microphone. Yeah, and uh, you might want to cover your ears for this next one because it's some of that Christian thrash metal that I really get down to. No, actually, it was a little bit better than that, but <laughs> um, it was definitely horrible. Um, there was okay. Wait, really... wait, wait, wait. Time out before we we, we got to define where is local. Um, local access cable. What which which area of the country is we're talking about here? I guess is what I'm drilling upper, towards. Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Okay, so. Local, 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 extraordinarily I, a better market than I hope. So go ahead. Sorry, well, was, <laughs> we were seen across the entire upper peninsula of Michigan. Oh, well, so six, seven people. <laughs> I think we maxed out at three. There was me, the producer, and we had one fan. The guy from the band. <laughs> no, because here's the thing, okay? Because this was back around the time that there was kind of a Christian music explosion in the 90s. Oh, so we're looking yeah. at 97, 98, somewhere in there. And there were all these different groups from ska. Uh, you had techno. You had hard metal uh, hair bands. You had it all. I mean, come on. We had Striper, for Christ's sakes. Remember Striper? Uh, no. They were a bunch of... They were basically Twisted Sister, but Christian. Hmm. And they dress like bumblebees. Maybe maybe it's starting to come back to me a little bit now that I can, I have that visual in my head, but I'm hearing... Yeah, it. long little... hair, makeup, even though it was understated makeup, uh, the black and yellow attack, that was it. <laughs> you had Matthew Sweet as the lead singer before he uh, went out on his own and then got drunk, got resaved, came back, and started the cycle over again. Well, we love a good uh, 
Well, that's the word I'm looking for. Let's, let's look for a good um, recovery. <laughs> like, that's not the word I was looking for. So this show, um, you'd think there really wasn't that m- many Christian music videos, but there were. And we got sent the old two-inch tapes. <laughs> we they were uh sent on uh the two inch tapes so we had to transfer that down to three quarter tapes and then uh intersperse my stuff and we had all the chintzy adobe after effects when it first came out we had all the chintzy transitions and everything that were just horrible it 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 was it was a '80s show in the '90s that belonged in the vault. <laughs> You're just mad that YouTube wasn't a thing, and there's no uh, copies of this left. Man, I think I burned the last copy myself. <laughs> got lost the time in in space. I don't want to see that ever again, and I will not say the name of the show. I've got good news for you. It's floating around in a satellite coming back around from the aliens. We're going to zap it back to us. Oh, geez. Edge cuts with Martin. Can you imagine all the bad stuff coming back to us? Oh, Oh, man. That's what the aliens really need to do to us. That is all the horrible TV that we've exactly override all of our satellite signals with just the horrible TV that we've put out, like MTV in the uh, early two thousands. Okay, <laughs> that was some yeah. horrible stuff. You mean everything since post like two thousand two, right? Whenever that was, when even they started prior to that, even prior to that, they were starting to do a lot more of the shows and stuff but they were doing this transition i think it took about four years for them to fully transition yeah do they play, uh, they don't play any music anymore do they do they even still exist oh i'm sure they do Probably. in some form i've got no idea but they're not music television anymore they're, <laughs> they're uh media tv <laughs> i think they play ridiculousness with uh, rob dyrdek 12 hours a day now pretty sure so in other words it's the ninth circle of hell Uh, something like that i don't know as long as it's not jersey shore (laughs) oh come on jersey shore was an amazing show hey snooki had it when she was in the ring at wrestlemania okay oh wait 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 so you're wrestling nerd too oh absolutely Absolutely. Okay. So we're, we're going to um, ask this question because I feel somebody would hate me if I didn't ask this question at this point. So, favorite wrestler? Sting. Ooh. 90s Crow Sting. Yeah, I was just, just going to, as I said, I was gonna say Sting covered the gamut there. Good guy, bad guy, all the, all the above. It was uh, when he was feuding with the NWO and he was that scary dude up in the rafters, totally ripping off the crow by James O'Barr. But, uh, well, everything, everything's a ripoff of something else at this point. Oh, absolutely. All right. um, is there a truly original idea anymore? Is there, or is it just a creative way to put two ideas together now? You know, 
Yeah, I, I think everything's creative. It's just a matter it's not new, though, but that's okay. Um, and then since you mentioned Cypher, since we're off the rails, well, on the rails, but off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me, uh, Star Trek, Star Wars? Trek. All the way. All the way? Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Star Wars for what it is. You know, it's it's actually getting better now with like Mandalorian and the Obi Wan show and uh, Andor. You know, the shows are better than the last movies have been. <laughs> so, well, I think this is where it gets fun to the point where we we're just talking about how everything's not new anymore. Mm-hmm. They keep uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Beating the hell out, beating the hell out of a good horse. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars was good. They had, what, nine films, and then they said, you know what we need? A hundred more. <laughs> they, well, they had six films, and then they did this sequel trilogy, which puts it up to nine, uh, which I actually enjoyed them. I like them, and people are like, oh, but Ray's such a Mary Sue, and I'm like, really? She's not. You know? Just actually watch the movie without your anti-woke glasses on and enjoy it for what it is. I don't know if we can do that, though. <laughs> <sighs> Not with people like Trump around who are just like, eh, I'm playing an air accordion. I think it's a polka tune. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do for the rest of the show is every time that I talk, I'm just going to make random air accordion. Well, I told you I, I quit doing that, right? So I didn't hit the microphone anymore. So, of course, oh. it was just this right hand because I'm right-handed. So, I mean. I got my microphone right here. I'm not going to hit it. No, oh, you wait. The moment you do, I'm going <laughs> to die. I'm just going to follow this chair laughing. <laughs> Unlike the night. I've told this story before, but the listeners, you're new, so that's okay. Um, I told the guest, I talked to him in a minute, you know, play the intro music, right? And I decided to finish this pack of M&M's, peanut M&M's, right? Throw it back and start chewing. And then I start choking. And I'm like, oh, God, I've got, you know, my, my window's running running over, you know, like, trying not to die on, on air, right? Like, the guest would be there like, he was here a minute ago. Where did he go? <laughs> Are you okay? Are you is everything okay? Uh, I'm there. <laughs> so I've, I've moved my, my pre-show stack forward now, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, that way you know you don't actually die on stream. Well, it'd, be, you know, it'd probably be your most popular video. I was going to say, might, that clip might be the one that goes viral, though. But Exactly. Know. Host chokes to death on Peanut M&M. Film at 11. Yeah. M&M ad at the bottom. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what people were expecting, okay? It's 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 kind of like my Twitter feed, a little bit of everything. <laughs> oh, I wasn't I just I just appreciate you being here on the fourth because I wasn't a, I mean, you know, it it's a holiday and people are out watching fireworks and been partying all day, so I'm just glad to be able to do this because I I don't want to oh, take so that's, so that's why you had somebody as unknown as me on. Well, you gotta, you know, do it sometimes, right? I I try to be equal opportunity, get yeah. known people and unknown people. 
<laughs> and people do know you. Those a little bit. Those three people in the upper peninsula, and uh, <laughs> maybe it's four now. Your internet God, famous. I hope so. not. I'm internet famous in more than one way. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm infamous in some circles. Yeah. It's better to be an infamous than not famous at all. Yeah. Might disagree with you there. <laughs> You're allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess let's circle back to the other the other the follow-up to the big sequel big search. Big church question. How, I mean, obviously, the easy, easy answer is we start, you know, listening to what we say and start doing some of this stuff. But will the church ever fix itself, or does the church need does the church need a deconstruction? The church itself, at this point, needs a deconstruction. We need to get back to community, and where you're getting together for more of the social aspects than to basically be berated or have your ears tickled whatever is your pleasure on any particular day uh we need to get back more into the community and welcoming everybody i don't care if they're gay straight trans non-binary we need to we need to openly affirm and welcome everybody because that's what jesus did that's what god would do okay yeah and that is well, he's the one the, having dinner with the prostitutes and yeah come on he had a tax collector as one of his apostles for crying out loud okay those guys were total freaking and still are total freaking scum <laughs> he tried to warn us exactly that wasn't the one that betrayed him though <laughs> <laughs> Which is shocking, let's be honest, right? No, must I, think, been, I, I, I technically Judas was their banker. So I, I was wondering if he was a lawyer or a banker. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he was he was the one that was in charge with uh the donations for the poor and stuff. Which again when you say it out loud, you say well, you know, who's who's doing the most betraying right now? That's exactly it. The 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 church is in crisis for a reason because it's too caught up in its own it's believed its own press and now we've got this christian nationalism that's growing okay i got news for you the nazis were christian nationalists go look it up you know this is the kind of stuff that we fought a war over literally it's called the second world war this kind of fascism and this kind of uh conservative nationalism partnered with a religion is extremely dangerous and the more that we see of this happening like the uh there's the seven pillar mandate you know that's out in evangelical circles where they target the seven areas of that they say are the seven pillars of society, including entertainment, government, religion, yada, yada, yada. Okay. So that is all part in parcel of this Christian nationalism agenda to basically become a theocracy. 
And that's not a conspiracy. You just need to listen to these evangelical preachers who are spouting this stuff from the pulpit. You just need to look at uh, the MAGA crowd and how they're pushing for these things. And I am currently being... Somebody back there is playing with a laser light and having the cat attack my feet. As I see, I see that I was trying, you know, you can see just enough to wonder what was going on back there. No. She had, where are you, you little, where are you, you little goblin? Uh, that was my fiance deciding to do a run in. Well, that's good. We like we like run-ins in the live, right? Uh, exactly. You don't get that on the, uh, the recorded podcast because you get that all cleaned up, and you know, but I I love the live aspect of it. Oh yeah, anything can happen. Anything can happen whatsoever. Now I'm nervous. Now I'm like watching here on my, you know, over here on my there, there on yeah. my screen. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've, I'm watching, I'm trying to look at you and talk to you, and I've got my chats on the other side, and the camera's in the middle, and every time I go back and forth, I catch that camera in my eyes, I'm like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Bad enough I have to see myself, let alone see the camera. Exactly. Uh, well, my camera's right there. It's right on top of my monitors, so, you know, I can't avoid but yeah. seeing it, because it's right there. Thinking about upgrading to a what is it, thirty-two inch TV or something instead of these two six-inch monitors. Um, I don't have enough space. I wish, <laughs> but um, no, I'm you know, actually, I, I, I can wish about things too, but you know, <laughs> wish in one hand, crap in the other. See which one fills up first. Holy crap! It's, I'm actually watching my language for once. I was gonna say, wow, what was that all about? Um, I, 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 I I think I said shit twice now, you know. <laughs> um, and now know I'm starting if... to sound like I'm from up here in the UP. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I normally have a bunch of Canadians that listen, so you're like the, Brit, the bridge, the missing sister. You're kind of Canadian, you're kind of the United States. Oh, I can hear, I, I can hear a little I'm, bit of it. But I'm wearing my push-up bra. <laughs> And this is where Jim realizes that he never should have had me on. Uh, well, that, that was 10 minutes ago, so. <laughs> now, um, oh, so if the cat comes back, you're supposed to show the cat. Because now we're interested to see it. Okay, this, honey, this can you bring me the cat? Side note. Um, okay, okay so I don't know where. I don't know where either of them is right now. Either of them? Yeah, I don't know where the fiancé is or the cat. Oh, well. They're that way. I have a a sign by my front door. Husband and dog are missing. Reward for the dog. So I understand. (laughs) Um, What was that one that I saw? It was uh, something along the lines of... uh, Everybody in this house is screwy. The cat is untrustworthy, but the dog's okay. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 
And I'm thinking to myself, going, yeah, that describes my house. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was going to ask, I had something great up here. No, not really. Something mediocre. Um, <laughs> lower the expectations, right? Lower the expectations. Oh, so I was going to ask you. They couldn't get any lower. I'm on the Mallard report. <laughs> hey, trust me, it, it could get lower. I've been on some shows where we were seven minutes in, they took a, a commercial break. And I, I was like, man, this thing's taking forever. I wonder what they're doing, right? They were playing Heard It Through the Grapevine, the long version. It was like 12 minutes. No no actual commercials, just this 12-minute song on a half-hour show. And I'm like, wow, this is phenomenal use of my time right now. <laughs> so 12-minute song, half-hour show, that left them 18 more minutes of live. Yeah. What? Minus the seven they started with, so that left them like 11 minutes. I thought, and, you know, by the time I get, you know, going, they're like, we're going to break. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then the icing on the cake, you'll appreciate this, having done this. They say to me, go ahead and finish your thought from before the break. I didn't write it down. I thought you were the host of the show. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, it's like the host is supposed to write <laughs> cheaters for when they come back from break. Like I, I thought we went to break, we were done. I'm not exactly I can't remember. Oh god. Like uh yeah, I don't I yeah, I think we're good. If it comes back to me, I'll I'll circle back around, surely. No, I was gonna ask you, we were talking about live things and then uh, you ever have one of those moments from the pulpit where things just um you wish they were taped and recorded so you could uh, edit that out? Just burped. <laughs> Everything just burped on me. It's yeah, just yeah, the Scientologist finally figured out which which line was mine. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> just just in case, right? Uh, <laughs> Damn you, Miskovich! <laughs> we haven't even talked about how horrible that thing is, but no, I was asking, um, have you ever had a moment from the pulpit where you wish you were taped delayed so you could edit it out? Yes. Uh, okay. First time I ever was really going to preach, preach. I had just finished kind of a smash month of smash training smash as much in as you can in a limited time to get me ready for the ministry and stuff like that um so i'm at the church i'm ready i'm like okay you know i've got a sermon i've got my notes i've got the bible i'm good to go awesome uh they open up the service and they're like and we've got and we've got a special treat for you reverend martin oakley is gonna preach tonight and he's going to be preaching on spiritual warfare and i get up i get to the pulpit i put my bible down everything like that and the bishop of the denomination comes in and go marty marty don't it's not time yet <laughs> we need to have a worship service first <laughs> Psst. 
So then I get up to actually preach and it's like, yeah, never don't 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 pray that this will be a humbling experience experience for you because God will absolutely listen. <laughs> I was just mortified. So uh, that's about the only time that it really was like tape delay worthy where it's just like uh, yeah that didn't go as planned the rest of the time you know tripping over a mic cord or um an amp or something you know oh well i mean that's just because i'm a klutz i believe that i tripped over a dime that i myself had dropped on the floor earlier you know yeah, yeah. it happens especially to yeah. the best of us and one of the things that is kind of fun is that one of the things that I used to do a lot was um, illusion card magic, coin magic, um, little something called a Belducci levitation, things like that. And I work that into my preaching style and everything. So I do a lot of what's called street magic along with everything else. So I was say that'd be great for a kid's sermon, right? You could, well, it's good because you're, the adults are trying, you know, the kids are like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And the adults are like, hmm, I wonder how he did that. Let's see if we can figure it out, you know. Cool. That's, you know, that's what you want, right? Both your attentions. So, yeah, I mentioned to you earlier that we talk about the spiritual and the paranormal stuff. And you said you're a fair game, so we're going. Oh, absolutely. We kind of been teasing around, you know, having a, a fun chat, but we got to talk about angels. Because everybody out there knows that angels are the big problem in the world. Oh, wait. Right. Oh, excuse me. I meant demons. Sorry. Sometimes these notes that I write hand write are just kind of, you know. <laughs> Somebody should type my notes for me. <laughs> well, the fun thing is, is that angels and demons are basically the same stock. They're just what? messenger. They're the same thing. They're well, the I, same stock. I'm going to ruin somebody's evening right now. Those search biblical angels. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Oh, you mean the cherubs? Yeah. With the uh, uh, eyeballs and everything? Yeah. And... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, oh, not, yeah. Not the, uh, not the version we remember. see anymore. <laughs> okay. What we, call, what we call demons. Well, if you go by the Bible... 100%, which I don't. I think that it's got a lot of truth in it, but I think it's got everything that's necessary to understand atonement and that atonement has been had. But um, I also look at that and go, hmm, there's an interesting little thing here about Lucifer rebelling and taking a third of the angels with him. Then it's talking about um, the angels laid with man, and you know, so you're kind of getting the gist of where I'm going with this. The demons in a lot of religions are half angel. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go with that. And the, okay, so I'm going to tell you a little personal story. I'm going to keep it short. But you know, young man in church getting into the paranormal stuff, which, you know, causes some waves because, you know, Everything's demons and demonic and dark and negative and all the fun stuff, right? 
Oh yeah, day, all the stuff that I had drilled into me from birth. Yeah, yeah. And I stopped one day and I said to a lovely old lady, I said, "You hear God when you pray, right?" And she says, "Yes, all the time." I said, "What makes you so sure that isn't a demon talking to you, and God's talking to me?" And walked. I didn't give her a chance to answer. I just walked away. <laughs> you <laughs> are awesome. <laughs> And uh, what's to say I, I stopped hearing all those chirps from everybody at that point because apparently word got out that she was had some questions and she didn't want to she didn't want anybody else to have those questions. <laughs> exactly, and you know, but the whole thing of it is, is that um, the Bible says to test the spirits. Yeah, I kind of go by that. You know, you can tell, you know, if you're, if you think that you're dealing with the spirit, I believe in ghosts. I believe in, you know, goblins. I believe in fairies. You know, I mean, it's kind of cool, you know, this kind of stuff. And I will even admit that maybe my beliefs are just because I find them comforting. But hey, if that's it, then that's it, you know, and if other people can find comfort on the spiritual path that I'm on, so be it awesome i'll be glad to talk with them you know but um i'm not actively looking to plant a church or anything like that <laughs> well and here and here's what else i'll say bringing that that story full circle been doing the show for 12 years now been in the paranormal for 16 or so my my quest to find a ghost has only reaffirmed my belief in the Holy Ghost, right? Because mm. I can't believe in the Holy Ghost without believing in ghosts first. So mm. now that I've experienced one, I can more more comfortably sleep at night saying, you know, that random idea doesn't seem nearly as far-fetched as it did. Exactly. That's the whole thing. I mean, and uh, do I think that it's something that... People run into as much as a lot of the claims are made of. No, no, I believe that the true occurrences are pretty rare, you know. But um, just like in the religious texts of the world, anytime that people see a ghost, it's a message. You know, I mean, I I, I love the I love the story, and I believe it's either first first Kings or second Kings. Uh, where Saul goes to the Witch of Endor. And she, you know, consults the spirits, and then all of a sudden the prior king comes, and she starts freaking out. And she's like, oh, crap. It's really him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's it's just kind of one of those kind of funny stories where it's like oh, yeah you sometimes you might not want to go down that direction um do i think that ultimately it's going to harm people being ghost hunters or into hunting paranormal stuff no i don't think that they're trucking with demonic or anything like that well some of the people are oh wait shoot i didn't say that snip snip Fifty-one thirty-five. We got to edit that. Oh, it's live. Shit. No. 
Oh wait, there's demonic people in every every organization. <gasps> exactly. Oh no, I said that too. Man. Yeah. That's not... that's exactly it. And they're the ones that cause chaos. That's their gig. You know, they're agents of chaos, just as there are agents of order. And back and back to your uh, test the spirit. We, you kind of danced around this earlier. God definitely has a sense of humor. And uh, sometimes you need that joke to come out to validate any information you're getting. That's exactly it. And, oh, that, uh, God absolutely has a sense of humor. Look at the platypus. Look at the penguin. I hate penguins. I have an irrational hatred of penguins. Oh, I'm glad this show's almost over because it was just... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, people, Jim is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm a big fan of ducks, right? Her home, yep. And uh, I, I don't like geese at all. So, geese are evil. One of them bit me on the team. That was yeah. not nice. I was gonna say, that sounds horrible. It was. His name was Nips. I can't. I can't imagine where he got that name from. Gonna have to do some dig serious googling here after the show. See if I. <laughs> I got I got this one story about this darn duck. Just because we've gone down every other rabbit hole. Well, well, now we're filling them in with water and putting ducks on top of them. Exactly. <laughs> Except this was the goose Nips. So I'm out at a friend's farm where Nips lived, and we're there and. My friend bends over to do something to a lawnmower. I, that sounded horrible. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a... So Nips comes up behind him, nips him, and then takes off, literally cackling, going ah. ah, ah, ah. <laughs> okay, so this duck is like this goose is laughing his <laughs> ass off at my friend. Right. My friend turns around, grabs his buttocks, sees the riding lawnmower. Goes, hops on the riding lawnmower and chases this darn goose around the yard. Doesn't put the blade down, is just driving the lawnmower <laughs> chasing the goose. There's a lesson there for you kids, but um, I haven't processed it yet. We'll get back to that at some point. Maybe not this week because we're running out of time, but maybe we'll, we'll definitely. <laughs> this is a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's gone fast for you, but it's been slow as hell for me. It's, it's just you know. I'm glad this time's almost over. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've absolutely had a good time. It, absolutely, it's, it's been, been a fun. blast. And it's been fun. It's been entertaining. I hope for everybody else. I, I don't. You know, everybody else may have a different opinion, but I, I had a great time tonight. But we've got two more questions because okay. they're the hardest two questions of the night. So. Buckle in. I know you're ready at this point. Where can people find you? Where, what's the website and all the social and all that fun stuff? Reverendruin.com is my website. Uh, find me as Reverend Ruin on Twitter. Um, that's pretty much it. And then find my Twitter. You'll find links to everything else. And as I always tell people, if you, they can't find you on Twitter, find me and I'll Patch you through because you haven't found me, you're not listening to the show. <laughs> well, I found you before I even started listening to the show. Well, see, that's that's how this works, right? 
I, I go out hunting for people that I think might be interested or I hope. I don't know. Sometimes it works and sometimes it's just spamming my feed. No. <laughs> spamming the feed? What hey. you talking about, Jethro? And somebody out there needs to explain to me why Ford Performance blocked me. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't own a Ford. I don't know. They just blocked me. So somebody out there Somebody out there um, doesn't like me. And the second question was for my good friend Geo Observation, who has, let's see here, hold on. Uh, Lava Beds National Monument Lake something California. He posts coffee mugs in the chat. So, um, Oh, well, I didn't see anything of that. Oh, well, it's my private chat. Ah, See, I sneak around. But anyways, his favorite question to ask people. He hasn't posted it yet, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Favorite breakfast? Blueberry pancakes. Straight up just pancakes? No, nothing else? Blueberry pancakes. Maybe a side of hash browns. Coffee. Okay. In fact, forget the blueberry pancakes and the side of hash browns. Just give me a intravenous drip of coffee. Oh, this is a helmet you ha- you have to wear when you go into the caves created by prehistoric lava flows. Oh. Well, learn something new tonight. Sorry that I had to learn it from a chatter, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, we'll have to do it again sometime. We'll have to dig more oh, in the absolutely. ghost and the spiritual end of it, but I uh, Oh, absolutely. But it's been a blast. Thank you for having me. Thank you, and uh, see you on Twitter. See you on Twitter, man. Hey, everybody. It's Jim Mallard here. Welcome to the Mallard Report. The Mallard Report is recorded in front of a live virtual audience on the Duck Pond. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, live. Mallard.com. M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com. One more thing before we start. Let me turn it over to my friend that you may know from Ancient Aliens and the Curse of Oak Island and many other things, Robert Clotworthy. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the hosts and guests and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcast, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. <laughs> 